0: Would you believe if I said I had it
1: all in my head? I- hey everyone, I'm Eric Arno, and welcome to Blank Cassette, the show that takes a close look at your mixes to get the stories behind the songs. This week, a Blank Cassette first! We have two guest mixologists to share a DJ set they used to close down a local bar. Joanna Troutman Bergkotter and Travis Wayne Hurt were part of the closing ceremonies for the beloved Mike and Molly's in Champaign, Illinois, and this was the set they used to say goodbye. Don't worry, guys. No (laughs) semi-sonic. If you have a mix you'd like to have featured on Blank Cassette, send an email with a track list and a brief description of why you made the thing to mixtape at nerdalogs.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, And speaking of the Nerdalogs, Blank Cassette is a Nerdalog production. We have tons of stuff going on this weekend and beyond, including a couple of our shows being a part of the first annual Chicago Podcast Festival. For more information on all of that, Check out our website at www.nerdalogs.com or our Facebook page at facebook.com/nerdalogs. And with all that, let's say goodbye.
2: Travis Swain Hurt and our playlist is the playlist we played for an hour at the party the last night that the bar Mike and Molly's was open and the reason we got to do this is because we DJed there together like one night a week for maybe like five months at one point
3: yeah like on like a Wednesday yeah
2: <laughs> it was DJ's future baby Mr. Sweater's mommy daddy dot com all in one word the first time uh, when we were still like DJing regularly there there was still a, a website dedicated to the local music scene and you could post your dates on there and the first time we tried to post on there they just deleted it and said this is a fake thing how do we know this is real and then I had to like message the admin and tell him like this is what this is yeah. we're doing it every week please stop deleting our posts <laughs> and then really
3: high profile
2: when when Mike and Molly's is closing Joanna who's I guess I am Joanna <laughs> introduce yourself. <laughs> She was, uh, planning all of the going, the farewell stuff, and Mm -hmm. she was like, hey, we can do this for, like, an hour. So we did.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, Mike and Molly's, man. (laughs) It was a significant place for, for me. I don't know if I can say the same for Travis, but, It was uh, a,
2: it was a place for me.
3: Yeah, it was more like a community center, like, like, part, like, a big part of my definition of home. And I don't know if that's weird that I'm saying that about a bar, but, um. I don't know. Lots of great shows were seen there that I helped book that I played in. Like we DJ there for a while. Like it was just a huge part of like Champagne Urbana history. So yeah, I guess we were asked in homage to many years of drinking there and participating in various activities. So yeah, when it was announced that they were closing, um, Michael Murphy, the owner, uh, asked me and, uh a friend Melanie Shekels to help plan the farewell party, and part of that was choosing like an array of DJs from Mike and Molly's past to play the songs.
0: I do believe our love's in danger, I might as well be loving it. You look at me like I'm a stranger, you look at me like I'm not there. I gaze into your eyes of blue, but their beauty is not for me you're thinking on. Someone who's gone You're dreaming of The one you really love You're dreaming of The corpse you really love
3: So, Travis and I used to be roommates And... We bonded, I think, a little over magnetic fields.
2: Yeah, there were, and a lot. There were specific artists that we listened to a lot within that household, and they're all pretty well represented on here. It's like them and Pavement and uh, Silver Jews. Silver Jews. I didn't get Wu Tang Clan on. We listened to that a lot, but yeah. it didn't fit in with this crowd so <laughs> <Yeah>. much.
3: <laughs> Truth.
2: Actually, when I when Joanna and I first met, she was playing in a band. And I remember I went to some art show one time and her and one of the band members were just doing a whole set of Magnetic Fields covers.
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: What good? Skipping tickets, making rhymes Is that all that you did?
3: had a different DJ every hour. We were the first to go.
2: Yeah, there, that, and it was the time of the day when all the oldest people were in there, so (laughs) we had to play all of our music the quietest.
3: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, ours was more, like, of a chill, like, not too disruptive to the conversation kind of vibe. Um,
2: Yeah, I would say there was no response, really, at this particular one. In the past, there was when we would actually do it late at night, but like, my dad came. He bought me three beers. That was a good response.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was, like I said, it was like a lot of people packed in there, and they were all being real loud, and you could sort of hear the songs we were playing. <laughs> we could hear them. We were sitting right by the speakers, though.
2: When we started playing the first song, the one by uh, the Feelies, it's a really long song, and it starts out with almost a minute of barely any sound at all. It's just kind of them noodling around. And since we were the first DJs, the sound system hadn't even been tested for the night. Yeah, and so Joanna was like, "Has this song started? Has this song started?" Oh, I was
3: freaking out. We
2: knew yeah. like we had the directive of not being super loud, so we didn't want to blast it. We were also just trying to figure out if the setup itself was even working. We figured it out eventually.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I was like, a, it was like a moment of panic. I uh, I had, well, I don't know if I want to characterize myself as high anxiety, but I was definitely a little on edge that night. I wanted it to be like, a perfect night because, like I said earlier, uh, Mike and Molly's meant so much to me, and I wanted I wanted it to be special for me, I wanted it to be special for everyone else, so it's like this moment of oh, fuck, the music's not playing, like, no one can hear what we're doing, like, this isn't meaningful for anyone. Oh, God, I've ruined everything. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's the most memorable part for me, just feeling pressured. <laughs> anyway... The party was weeks of planning, not not our DJ set.
2: <laughs> I mainly tried to pick songs that we played when we were still DJing, like that I had memories of specifically, or artists that I knew we would have been playing at the time. But then there was Bleed Over, too, and the stuff that I listen to now. There's a couple instances of that. That's what I did it anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, same for me. I think actually it was mostly just thinking about when we DJed together. And, you know anything that was deeply rooted in nostalgia I was like yes this 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 and then the actual mix itself was more on the spot we just alternated who got to choose the next song
2: that's exactly it I picked for a specific reason was Squeeze Box by The Who. And it's because I remember when we'd be DJing and you'd just walk, watch people all night because we were up above the bar just in this like nest. And you'd just be up there watching people like they were an ant farm. And I just remember one night, like everyone would, had just been drinking enough and it was just late enough that I put on Squeeze Box by The Who. And all these people started dancing and I kind of didn't understand it. But it just was the circumstance of it. So I was like, I'll just put that on there again and try and recreate it. Didn't happen.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was so loud and crowded. Yeah.
0: Mama's got a squeeze box she wears on her chest But when Daddy comes home, he never gets no rest told me you'd be here Whispering these familiar things Talking to my little pets Smoking the same old cigarettes I would have laughed I saw you last in summertime You said you hated long goodbyes You said there's nothing to explain Yeah.
2: Like I said, I barely stuck around. I stayed for our DJ set, and then I went upstairs and watched comedy for an hour, and then I rode the bus home. (laughs) Because the bus service in this town in the summer just stops at like midnight. I couldn't stick around. It's tough to do. And kind of leading up to the event, I'd been trashing the whole thing anyway. But overall, the night of, I felt kind (laughs) of bad about it. I kept telling everyone that I was glad Mike and Molly's was dying, because... I was tired of being out somewhere, having a nice time, and then everyone going, oh, it's one thirty. We have to go to this specific bar that we're always at to end the night. And I was like, we don't have to do that anymore. But then, like, being asked to help participate in the end of it, that felt nice. I'm not going to lie. And yeah. Saw a lot of people I hadn't seen, you mm-hmm. know. It was a night where people came out. People flew in for this. Yeah. It was kind of bizarre to me. Maybe not as bizarre to Joanna, but <laughs> it was real bizarre to me.
3: Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, the, the weight of Mike and Molly's as an entity was shared by me and many others. I think that uh, part of me regrets like taking on the whole venture to begin with, because I just wanted to be there and soak it in and enjoy it instead of like, like I said, being so concerned about everyone's experience.
2: Yeah, because she event planned like the whole night and other events throughout that week. She was in charge of organizing all of it.
3: Yeah. So I professionally am a project manager. So, like, a lot of that came out in the fold. It wasn't like, oh, I can just have fun. It's like, oh, no, like, I need to execute. You know what I mean? Ugh. Um, So, yeah, I guess it's still too fresh for me to look back at it fondly um, because I was so stressed. It was this moment of total, I don't know, freaking panic slash. Joy slash sadness, and it was it was rough.
2: And then at the end, we also had to play that Alvin and the Chipmunks song because when we were DJing regularly, we ended every single one of our sets with that song, and it was always great to see just drunks at the end of the night kind of snap to attention and realize they're hearing a Christmas Chipmunks song <laughs> in like April.
3: Yeah, <laughs> pretty great.
1: Listening to blank cassette, a Nerdalogs production. All the music you just heard has been presented for critical and historical purposes only. If you liked what you listened to, check out full songs via our Spotify playlist or buy the songs on iTunes. Supporting the arts is the best. If you'd like to hear some bonus material that didn't make the final edit, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com/nerdalogs. And for more information on the Nerdalogs and our shows, go to www.nerdalogs.com.